With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Toyo Open Country AT3. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. Turn first-round picks like Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. Visit PaniniAmerica.net today. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. The Volume. Colin Coward Podcast presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. No better place to bet the action than on FanDuel Sportsbook during the football season. There's a lot of reasons. It's America's number one sportsbook. Incredibly easy to use. Super safe. Totally secure. Super fast payouts in as quick as two hours. You're not going to get that anywhere. Also, same game parlay bets, live betting. It's the best. Hey, if you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. I did it in 15 seconds. Get started now. Sign up. Please use the promo code Colin so they know we sent you. Please use the promo code Colin, C-O-L-I-N. FanDuel Sportsbook app. Sign up. All right, so the first round of the NFL draft is officially over. Nine trades set a record. Um, A lot of wide receivers, six wide receivers taken in the first 20 picks. Let me first talk about the Packers. It's almost like they're taunting Aaron Rodgers. So first 20 picks, six wide receivers. That's a draft record. Two major trades for wide receivers, and the Packers take two defensive players (laughs) with the 22nd and the 28th pick. Now, I'm not saying they're bad defensive players, um, and they did have to let uh, Zadarius Smith go to the Vikings, uh, but I, I just don't see the juice with the Green Bay Packers. I thought there were five or six really nice wide receivers. I would have taken those two picks, moved up, and uh, gotten a wide receiver. That's what I would have done. Um, I, I think the game is changing. That's why there's so many wide receivers now moving around the league. 
you know, I thought one of the best picks of the night was Tennessee moving up to get uh, Trey Burks, a big kind of a Debo Samuel clone at wide receiver. Green Bay could have really used that. When Mark Murphy, president of the Packers, about a month ago said Aaron Rodgers doesn't have a three-year contract. He's got three one-year contracts. I don't think Aaron Rodgers' career ends in Green Bay. Um, I think the Packers are frustrated, fit to be tied with his off-seasons, his public unhappiness, some of his passive-aggressive comments. And uh, once again, they go on the defensive side. That's not winning Super Bowls. Tampa and the Rams, more firepower. So I just, I kind of looked at Green Bay and I thought this was the draft to be aggressive. This was the draft to go get a playmaker. I mean, come on now. Randall Cobb and Sammy Watkins, old and older. Alan Lazard, Amari Rogers last year, the slot receiver from Clemson is not a game breaker. He's a nice slot receiver. They're just, this is an organization that has a way of doing business. And I think it's driving Aaron Rodgers crazy. And then Aaron's driving the Packers crazy. There's no way he finishes this three-year contract. You know he's watching this draft rolling his eyes. Generally speaking, it always feels like really well-run businesses are lucky. But, you know, what do they say? Luck is the residue of hard work. The fact that the Baltimore Ravens got the best safety easily in the draft, Kyle Hamilton, in the 14th pick, and the best center easily in the draft, Tyler Linderbaum from Iowa. That is an unbelievable night for the Baltimore Ravens. Two starters, best players at their position. This was supposedly a weak draft with the 14th and 25th pick. Now, they traded a wide receiver to Arizona. Lamar Jackson on Twitter didn't love it. But, you know, my takeaway is in terms of who got the most value, I think it's the Baltimore Ravens. It's not surprising. If you go back and, and look at their history, they just, I mean, they got Lamar Jackson end of the first round. Okay. So Lamar Jackson's an NFL MVP at quarterback and they got him near the end. So I thought the Packers sort of shocked me by going with two defensive players. And the Ravens did the best job. Now, something else you're seeing in the NFL, and I love this, is that there are younger general managers than ever, and they are hyper-aggressive. Howie Roseman of the Philadelphia Eagles. So, they got very aggressive. They went to Tennessee and got A.J. Brown. And I think this is an important move by the Eagles, and I liked it. And I've said this many times, be aggressive. The Dodgers are aggressive. Right now, the Dodgers and the Mets have two of the best records in baseball. They were super aggressive this offseason. You can buy talent. Do it if possible. So, they have Jalen Hurts. The Eagles have whiffed on a couple of wide receiver picks. And their takeaway is, listen, we got to find out this year if Jalen Hurts is the guy. So, he got us to the playoffs and then was overwhelmed. They were one and done and got blown out. So, next year's a stronger quarterback draft. So, the Eagles go out. They went and got Hassan Reddick. That upgrades their pass rush. And now they go and get A.J. Brown. And what they're saying is, Jalen, we're going to give you a shot here. We're, we're going to get you an over-the-top, big-time playmaker at wide receiver. And I just think that's the way to do it. 
I think when you have these receivers, and I'm kind of on the fence with Jalen Hurts, he's not a guy that really can make big plays with his arm down the field to this point. I don't think he's a terribly accurate thrower, you know, over 25 yards, but he's productive. He's a playmaker. He can wiggle around. He got him into the playoffs. I like what Philadelphia did, and I like what Howie Roseman did, the general manager. Now, again, maybe he has to compensate for some really weak wide receiver picks in recent years. But, you know, you you can't sit around and pout. The NFC East, to me, is wide open, and Philadelphia is saying, Jordan Davis, interior line star, Georgia, over-the-top wide receiver. If you're an Eagles fan, you got to feel really good tonight. Because they had uh, a couple of really good picks early, um, I'll give the New York Jets credit. A Sauce Gardner, I thought was the best player I saw in college football. Uh, so they went and got a lockdown corner for head coach Robert Sala, defensive coach. Uh, I thought Garrett Wilson was the best wide receiver. He got better all three years at Ohio State. I thought he was the best wide receiver in the draft. They got him. So now they have Michael Carter, the running back. Elijah Moore last year, nice wide receiver. Now they have Garrett Wilson. So, you know, what they're saying is with their young quarterback, like the Eagles and Jalen Hurts, what they're saying is with Zach Wilson, okay, we're going to figure out, you know, by Thanksgiving, December, can our guy play? We're going to get him weapons. Later, they got Jermaine Johnson, the pass rusher. So, Sala got a lockdown corner and an excellent pass rusher. And they got Zach Wilson, another weapon. So, I thought the Jets had a very good night. Now, not surprisingly, they had, when it was all said and done, three picks. I've got to be honest with you. I, I'm starting to like what the Detroit Lions are doing. So, they get lucky. Aiden Hutchison, the Michigan kid, falls to them at number two. So, that's, a, that's just a great PR day. You can see the Detroit Free Press. You know, the Wolverine goes to the Lions. That's great. Great PR. I think he's as good as any college player. But then they go get and, and make a trade, and they get uh, Jamison Williams, the wide receiver from Alabama. He's the kid that had an ACL, but the fastest receiver in the draft. So, you start looking at Detroit now. Okay, Matt Stafford goes, and we think, oh, boy. But they were 3-3 three and three in their last six games. I saw them outplay the Ravens and the Rams. And now they have TJ Hawkinson, tight end. Excellent. DeAndre Swift, running back. Excellent. They drafted him on St. Brown. Excellent. Left tackle, Panay Sewell. Excellent. And now they go get the wide receiver from Alabama, Jamison Williams, burner. That's a lot to play with. That's, that's pretty good. So now I, I would imagine the rest of the draft, they concentrate on defense. But I look at the Detroit Lions, and I think to myself, this can get close to a 500 team. They got the tight end, the running back, a Super Bowl quarterback, very nice wide receiver group. Listen, Amaron St. Brown, tight end TJ Hawkinson, Jamison Williams, tip of the cap to the Lions front office. That's a pretty good set. Plus, their left tackle, running back, that's not a great division. I'll say this again. Green Bay is now becoming incredibly reliant on Aaron Rodgers. Uh, They do not have a one. I'd argue Green Bay does not have a two at wide receiver. I think one thing that sticks out to me with this draft is that when it's not a star-studded draft, where these players land matters. Let's take Kenny Pickett. You know, I, I think he has a very... A pretty low ceiling. But boy, Pittsburgh is the best possible place for Kenny Pickett. 
They've got their tight end, their receivers, running back. The O-line will be better this year. They drafted it last year. Great front seven. Um, Nice back end with Minka Fitzpatrick. Really strong coach. Excellent culture. You know, I don't know how good Kenny Pickett's going to be, but in a strange way, Aaron Rodgers dropping in the draft got him behind Brett Favre for years, right? Benefit, stable organization. Kenny Pickett dropping. Gets him to the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I think when you don't have star players, I mean, Chase Young goes to Washington. You know, he was going to succeed anywhere, right? Uh, Rashawn Slater goes to the Chargers. You know, that guy is going to succeed anywhere. But a guy like Kenny Pickett is not talented enough, in my opinion, to overcome chaos. So, you know, Kenny Pickett is going to sit behind Trubisky or perhaps beat him out. He's got weapons. He's a pretty athletic kid. I just don't think he has a huge arm. Um, The ball security issues are what they are. But when you don't have stars, where you land matters more. And I look at a lot of these players, and they landed in really good spots. Um, I also thought Seattle, Atlanta, and Carolina. You know, a lot of people thought all could draft Malik Willis, the quarterback from Liberty. But instead... Carolina went and got an offensive lineman, basically saying, we'll go with Sam Darnold. Let's set up the offensive line for next year's draft where we probably get a quarterback. Atlanta goes out and gets Drake London wide receiver. Calvin Ridley comes back in two years. Let's set it up for the quarterback we draft next year. Seattle, similarly. Charles Cross, they go get a tackle. So Carolina, Atlanta, Seattle. You know, you'll think, do they get the quarterback? Instead, they're saying, listen, why reach? Let's upgrade wide receiver. Let's upgrade offensive line. We'll probably go get a quarterback in next year's draft. Now, all three could go get a Baker Mayfield or Jimmy Garoppolo. Certainly possible. But I thought they were kind of telling you, listen, Malik Willis dropping. You know, surprised? A little. I thought Pittsburgh would go after him. They got Kenny Pickett. But, man, he only played against two Division One teams and did not throw a touchdown in either game. So, you know, the league is summarily telling you, probably a late first, second round pick. NFL Draft is here. If you've never been on the NFL before, never been a better time to give FanDuel Sportsbook a shot. Right now, place your first bet risk-free. Yeah, risk-free. That's right. You'll get up to 1000 bucks back. If you don't win, right, FanDuel gives you so many bets to choose from. Draft specials, future bets, team win totals. FanDuel's the number one rated sportsbook app in America. Fast payouts, easy to use. See for yourself why FanDuel's America's number one sportsbook. Sign up now. Promo code Colin to get the first NFL bet risk-free up to 1000 bucks. FanDuel Sportsbook. 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, and Louisiana. Permitted parishes only. Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 533-42-ARIZONA, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. Connecticut, 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Indiana, Jersey, and Virginia, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, 1-877-HOP P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369 in New York, Tennessee. Redline 1-800-889-9789, Tennessee. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. 
You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Yokohama test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Or download the app today. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. All right. One of my favorite players, I've said this before, if there's two guys in the NBA to hit a shot in the last 10 years, it's Dame Lillard and Steph Curry. Uh, Love everything about him, his loyalty, his intensity, his smarts, his art. You know, in a weird way, Dame, um, you're perfect for Portland. Um, You know, Weber State, you were allowed to carry it. They put their arms around you. You've been incredibly loyal. You go back annually. You play every minute in those games. And I loved Portland when I was there. Now, for my career, I kind of needed to get to the next level. Right. But 
Like, I get it. Like, they love the team. And do you ever feel like from high school, college to pro that maybe because of your size, you were overlooked initially and that maybe you're just one of those NBA guys that you're more loyal. Just your DNA is you're just a loyal dude. I mean, I don't know you well enough to say that, yeah. but like you're not really interested in chasing things other guys are. And it that maybe that just comes from your parents. Where does it come from? Uh, I, I think that's right. You know, I, it comes from my upbringing and <clears throat> the kind of, the kind of environments that I was raised in, you know, the kind of people that I was raised by, it's not um, so much that I got such a huge issue with other people doing what they choose, you know, with their career. That's that's what feels good to them. And that's what makes them happy. Like, I don't have an issue with that. But for me personally, you know, I'm a I come from a, a cloth and a environment and neighborhood and family of people that, you know, embrace finding a way. You know, I think you hear a lot of people say, you know, the the most fun is in the, the journey, you know, in the process. And, you know, right. once you reach whatever it is that you've reached, it's like, you know, you have that moment of triumph or joy or happiness or celebration or whatever. But most of, you know, what you enjoyed and what was fun was the process of you getting to that point. Right. And um, that's what I come from. You know, I don't. Uh, I know who I am as a person and I know how it would feel for me to accomplish what I want to accomplish in the way that um, is satisfactory to me. You know, and when I think about, you know, ways outside of that, I just know that, you know, I would be happy in whatever that moment was, but it wouldn't feel how I wanted to feel, you know, and I'm content with that. I'm comfortable with that. And I understand that, you know, I, I play in the era where it's like, Oh, he has never won a ring. This guy didn't do that, you know, and they try to downgrade everything that you've done and what you're capable of and how good you are and things like that. And, you know, I can live with that, too. You know, and I, I think that's that's just where I am. You know, I can live with that because I know that I put my best foot forward. You know, I know my character is, is true. I know I am who I say I am. And, um, you know, I, I'm just I'm fine with going about it the way that I want to go about it. So. CJ McCollum, I have a couple friends that are season ticket holders. Great guy, smart guy. You guys, you know, there were years I had said a couple times on the air, there's a little duplication here. I'd move CJ McCollum, I'd get a wing defender. Um, but you guys work so well together, it's hard. It was almost like the Splash Brothers. You liked each other, you respected each other. <laughs> you got two 20 point a game guys in the backcourt. I mean, the league's moving away from centers to wings and smalls. Um, you're probably not surprised by his success. Like, when I look at the Pelicans, they kind of needed, not a grown-up, but they kind of needed a, a little bit of a, 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 like an adult to come into the room and go, okay, all you young chess pieces, I'm going to move you around. Yeah. And I see, so you're not, I imagine you're not surprised at all by CJ's success in the Pelicans, given the Suns trouble. I'm not surprised at all. Um I mean, to go back to what you were saying, like me and CJ had a real friendship. You know, we didn't have one of these like, oh, that's my brother. And, all, you know, like we spent time together. We went on vacation together. I was at his house. He was at my house. We talked on the phone late at night about, you know, our struggles. You know what I mean? Like. And to this day, we still we still talk, you know, and that's one of the in my career. That's one. This is one of the things I'm most disturbed by, you know, um, because. It's crazy. Me and him would always talk about we knew this moment would come, 
you know, eventually if we couldn't win a championship, we would tell each other, if we don't win a championship in the next couple of years, like it's going to be over, you know, it's like, it's going to be over. So it wasn't like we didn't know, like even the night before he was traded, we was on the phone at midnight, like, I think something about to happen, you know, like <laughs> something's about to happen. And uh, he was like, yeah, man, you know, we, you know, we knew. So, um, you know, it's been, it's been tough, but I'm not surprised by it. And I said it, I think that he was exactly what New Orleans needed. Um, they got a lot of talent, you know, they got Herb Jones and Zion Williamson, and Brandon Ingram. And now you add, you know, Alvarado, they got a lot of, uh Murphy or you know is that his name? Uh Trey Murphy, is that his name? Yep. I mean they got a lot of they got a good team and you had a a dynamic, you know, scoring guard that has experience, that's tough, you know, he unselfish. You get it you get a player like that and you put that with them, it makes them dangerous like they are. And I also think that, you know, with me and CJ, it was two guards, you know, and it's it's hard for two guards to to coexist and do well and win big. And we just figured out how to do it because we actually liked each other and we was good. Sure. And we, I cared about his success and he cared about mine and we both just wanted to win enough, you know? Um, but I, I think naturally a guard goes better with a wing, you know? I just think it's a better, it's right. a better fit. So I think him and, and B.I. is just a better, it just flows easier to have a guard and a wing instead of two guards. You know, it's funny. Um, Jordan Poole's ascension is pretty amazing. 28th pick. At some point, he's down in the G League. And then I watched him, and I, and I talked to a buddy of mine who's a Warrior fan. I'm like, dude, that what's that guy doing in the G League? Freaking, he's yeah. explosive. And he's not a catch-and-shoot guy. He's not Steph the shooter, but there's a little Steph to him. There's a little – he's got a little flash to his game. Did you see him coming? I mean, did you did you look at him and think, "Oh, that guy is going to be twenty two a game"? Or like, were you caught a little off guard too? Um, I, w- I wouldn't say I was caught off guard because I didn't really pay attention to him until like you know maybe like two years ago we played against Golden State and Steph was hurt, Draymond was hurt, and we was playing against him and he wasn't playing a lot of minutes, but he like did a move and he scored on me and he hit a shot, he hit a three. And he started talking shit. And I was like, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't talk shit. Like, I don't say nothing. I just play. If somebody says something to me, I'll say something back, but whatever. He said something. So I kind of look back like, what? You know? <laughs> so did we keep playing or whatever? And they had like a bunch of young dudes out there and they was high energy. They was had it going that night. You know, you run up against one of those young teams that just got it going that night. So I think I had like 40, but we lost at Golden State. And um, towards, like, I think it was towards the end of the first half, maybe, or whatever. I'm at the free throw line, and he's just back there just talking. So I turned to him, and I'm like, man, like, like shut the fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like, shut up. That's how, kind of how I said so. Right. He was like, make me. <laughs> he was like, make me. So my natural instinct was like, bro, like, I train, in, I train in combat. Like, I'm from Oakland. That was my natural. So we start going back and forth. And, um... Then, like, shortly after that, we played him on, I think, MLK Day in Portland. And he was on the bench. And I started the game real slow. And he on the bench, he says, uh, oh, he ain't on shit tonight. <laughs> That's what he said <laughs> from the bench. So I turn and look at him. 
So then uh, Draymond is sitting next to him. And me and Draymond are real cool. So in that game, I end up scoring 60 points and we beat him in Portland. I remember that. Yeah. So I end up scoring 60 points and we beat him. And I just remember telling Draymond, like, man, I don't mess with that dude like that. Like, I don't like him. Um, but then from that, from those interactions, I paid more attention to him. And as I paid more attention to him, you know, I, I started to notice his game more like, oh, he could actually got something to him. And he got like, you know, confidence about him. So like I, I paid more attention to him and I noticed him getting a lot better. So I can't say he caught me by surprise, but um, it is impressive to see like the, the growth. But I think coming under, you know, Draymond and Steph and Clay, you can definitely see the, the impact that they've had on him. So, I mean, it's, it's definitely been impressive, though. By the way, I love Draymond. He's part of my podcast network. Um, I freaking love the guy. I've never had a relationship with a pro athlete who works harder. He works like a broadcaster. I mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not kidding. The game's over. He, like, rushes home and does a podcast. I'm like, bro, you don't have to do that. Like, yeah. he is um, – why do you think you guys connect? Well, what is it? I think we connect because, like, he just is who he is. Like, even when people get mad at him and they like, oh, you're not even that good. You just do this. You just do that. He like, he keeps the same energy, you know, and he's he is who he is. And I can appreciate that because, you know, when people talk, I listen. And when people behave a certain way when they have success, I pay attention. When they behave a certain way when they struggle, I pay attention to that. So Draymond is one of the few people that I can I can say I respect in all of those situations. Right. Um. You know, his response and his reaction in all those situations. And then even in person, when me and him have did like this, he'll step to me, I'll step to him. You know, we didn't got double text before. And then after the game, we talking, you know, like nothing happened. Just like, yeah, but he's being who he really is and I'm being who I really am. So I think because of that, um, you know, we've always gotten, gotten along really well. And from like the pre-draft, the combine in Chicago, we or uh, what was it? Uh, the rookie rookie transition program, like me and Draymond, you know, we we connected over that, and you know, I remember him talking about like, man, I'm gonna drop to the second round. I'm better than these dudes, and I was telling him like, bro, you gonna like you gonna be all right, you know? So like, we we've always connected like that. All right, Nick Wright's my buddy. Co-host First Things First has a new podcast, What's Right with Nick Wright. So I'll go back. I mean, obviously, I, I, I predicted total whiff. I said, give me Brooklyn in seven. It'll be a uh, long you, series. And by the way, I, I couldn't. I meant to reach out to you, Colin, because with a month left in the regular season, you were with me. You were like, they don't play defense. They're not well coached. And I then know. in the last second, you folded. You, you, the, your beloved Clippers and now your beloved Nets, they've all betrayed you over the last few years of the NBA. These teams that don't play together, have no history, have right. no continuity, have no leadership, they flame out. Well, I like Ty Lue, and I loved how versatile. They had like six wing defenders with the Clippers. Yeah. I like their roster a lot. Uh, yeah. But then Paul George went belly up on COVID, and I'm like, okay, I give up. I'm out. But give up. to me – and I was really hard on him the first day it happened. And I'll go back to this. Who you decide to ride with in life, marriage, friends, you know, you go to you go to Vegas with the wrong guy, you can end up in the Gray Bar Motel, okay? Yeah. You go with the right guy yeah. that says, hey, Nick, 
slow down, get yeah. off the table, let's go to bed. Yeah. So KD traded in Steph for Kyrie. That's the yeah. foundation of all this. And I said it at the time. Oh, no, 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 no. This was not like buying a car and somebody screwed around with the odometer. You knew the issues when you went into the relationship. Like at some point, Katie made a horrible decision. Say what you want about LeBron. He's made a career of really solid decisions. I'm going to take Caleb over the kid. I'm going to take Bosch and Wade. I'm going to... He's made a lot and of good by decisions. the way, for LeBron, finally, you know, made made a disastrous one this year and advocating for Westbrook and submarine the whole year. So here's the thing. I think it's you 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 focused rightly on trading in Kyrie or Steph for Kyrie. But then also as a part of it, he was trading in Steve Nash. I'm sorry, Steve Kerr for Steve Nash. They had Kenny Atkinson. Katie and Kyrie didn't play, or Katie doesn't play that first year. Kyrie barely plays. And if you listen to any of the reporting, Kenny Atkinson, who was well-respected, well-liked, he gets pushed out because they want Steve Nash. And if you remember, then Kyrie was like, well, we don't really have a coach. I can be the coach. KD can be the coach. Like, And Steve Nash has been in so far over his head. So he went from culture, depth, organization, amazing teammate, to Kyrie and a first-time head coach who has no idea what he's doing, who the only thing Steve Nash knows how to do is play KD 45 minutes. That's the only button he presses. It's just don't take KD out because it almost <laughs> won him the Buck series last year. And and KD, Colin, have you seen a superstar look this? Not We've seen superstars play poorly, but look this unrecognizable to what he normally looks like since LeBron in 2011. Well, here's the thing. In the history of dynasties, college and pro, there's never been one without a Hall of Fame coach. Wooden, Saban, uh, Pete Carroll at USC, uh, Chuck Knoll, Walt, Jimmy, Jimmy Johnson, Johnson. Yep. Popovich. Belichick, there are no sure. exceptions. Yep. So, Two things working here. Boston is tremendous defensively, like like next level intensity. Secondly, Tatum over the last couple of years has become a much better defender. He has. Mm -hmm. Like like all guys that come into the league at 18, like even LeBron's first couple of years, they're, sure. they're overwhelmed, right? But the other thing is he gets no easy baskets. The only thing that worries me about Tyreek Hill leaving the Chiefs, he gave them easy touchdowns. Like easy ones, right? Easy 50-yard sure. games. You don't have to have 12 play drives. Kevin Durant has not had an easy basket in the right. series. Can you can you draw up one fucking out-of-bounds play and just get him an easy layup? Can you do it? Like I the game two, where he's 0 for 10 in the second half, uh, I we looked at his shot chart. He and Kyrie's shot chart for the second half when they were one for 17, Colin. There's one shot inside the restricted area one meanwhile every time the celtics come out of a timeout they get an open look they don't always hit it but they get an open look these guys are taking the hardest shots in basketball the contested mid-range shots and so it's they're not getting any, any easy looks but katie also i don't know if you watched it i stayed up at the, to watch his post-game press oh, yeah. yesterday and i give him a lot of credit you know i mean he answered all the questions he was very honest but he seems puzzled He's like, and he seems vulnerable. He's like, I don't know. I, I, man, I'm thinking too much. Maybe I just need to go faster. Like I was trying not to be too aggressive. 
And then like he stops and he's like, yeah, man, I'm just thinking too damn much. And he, I mean, he is flummoxed by what is happening. Nobody, when he was nine for 24 in game one and we all, like I picked the Celtics to win the series. And I said, after we all on our show, and I'm sure you said something similar as well, Katie won't be that bad again. He was nine. That might be his best game of the series. We said he won't be that bad again. I think one of the reasons if you picked the Nets after game one, you felt good was that was the bad KD game and they almost won it through three games. That's the best KD game. It's bizarre. And Kyrie, for all of his, you know, I like to remind people because Kyrie is, is, as Chris Broussard says, your favorite player's favorite player. And, you know, he's the most skilled this and the most gifted that and all of it. Kyrie Irving has played 11 years in this league. He has never received a single first, second, third, fourth, or fifth place MVP vote. Never shown up on a ballot. He has been first team NBA zero times. He has been second team NBA one time. Why is that? Because despite all of his individual brilliance at times, there's no consistency to it. And it's just a fact that Kyrie Irving has not had a single relevant postseason moment after round one since 2017. This is last yep. year with LeBron James. That's a half decade, man. That That's since before Jason Tatum came into the league. Like, that's that ain't great. Yeah, I worked with somebody. My first job in college, I got a job in Vegas. And I worked with an anchor person. And she was a huge talent. Um, as good as any anchor I ever worked with. She showed up about three days a week. And one of the things I learned about that was that I ended up liking and I was better with her. She was so funny. Uh, she eventually left the industry and, and did well for herself. But it, it was something I learned, a lesson I learned. I take a B plus that's there every day, then an A that's there twice a week. And not only is Kyrie not there physically, he's not always there emotionally. Um, like a lot of those stories in Boston that came out after he left, he was blown up practice. He was blown up locker rooms. And so, you know, I go back to Steph Curry is willing to come off the bench, off yeah. the bench. I mean, it, Russell Westbrook was deeply offended when that was suggested. Iverson was offended by that. So there's a, there's a self-awareness thing. Like we fall in love with talent in life, but LeBron and AD right now are a mess. Katie, Kyrie are officially a mess. And Paul George and Kawhi, I'm sorry, one's nonverbal, one's not available. I mean, Paul George, right. COVID, hide yourself for a month, be an Olympic <laughs> athlete. So, you know, it's. I think sometimes in the NBA, we just fall in love with talent. When, when Tyreek Hill got traded from the Chiefs, I had a GM say, five draft picks? Yeah, I would trade him too. He goes, you know, Brett Veach knows what he's doing. They'll, they'll spend money and get production out of that. So, as much as you and I love talent, we all realize the 10 best quarterbacks of all time, maybe two, Marino and Elway, qualify as the best talent. There's a lot of EQ and IQ and consistency. I I am out on Kyrie. I don't want I, anywhere I, near I don't my know. roster. Listen, I, and so let me ask you this. If you're the GM of the Nets, now, keep in mind, you don't really have a lot of picks. Now, you have some of Philly's picks, but most of your picks are gone because of the hardened debacle. 
you don't know like the Ben Simmons thing is now officially one of the most puzzling events in my sports life. He missed the season. He never got hurt. I'm not saying he didn't have a back injury, but my point is the last basketball game he played, he was healthy. He never had a full practice and he missed the season with an injury. It's it's the, one of the wildest things ever. Kyrie Irving has a player option, Colin. If Kyrie Irving opts out, says, okay, yeah, of course, I want the five-year full max. Five-year, $230 million. Can you... I don't know what you do if you're the Nets. I don't think you can just let him walk. You let him walk, and it's just Kevin Durant and this Blake Griffin, who's a thousand. I don't know what the hell you do there. But uh, am I interested in giving Kyrie Irving five year max no. money? No. I don't know what I do. So what do you do? Honestly, what do you do if you're the Nets? Well, here's the thing. Steve, let me just um, say this real quick. Stephen A. said on at halftime, he was like, "Oh, I'd give him the fifty million." but one year at a time. And I love Stephen A. I have massive respect for him. Yeah, that's great. But he's not going to take a one-year deal. <laughs> you can offer to pay him in 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 Subway coupons, too. He ain't going to take that either. Like, he's not taking a one-year deal. So, like, that's not a tenable option. If he says full max or I'm leaving, what do you do? Let him go. I'll, I'll give you an example. Okay, I'll give you an example. I don't think he... And Katie are a great fit. So here, here's an example. People think about three years ago, before the nagging injuries, AD was the brittle one and LeBron was the bull, the 75 games. Yeah, of course. AD now is a terrible fit for LeBron. So is Kawhi Leonard. The two worst fits in the league with him. What because LeBron needs just, now. Yeah, sure. He needs Jokic. He needs 73 games. And seriously, and, and sure. a guy that can shoot a con- – he needs guys off the ball for 70 games. Now, three years ago, AD LeBron worked. So Simmons and KD is actually perfect. You'd have to add other elements because he doesn't shoot. He creates shots. He'll defend the best defensive non-center. Yeah. He's a perfect fit. Kyrie's not. So as Kevin now is increasingly brittle, let's say he gets 68 games a year. Well, Kyrie is unpredictable and brittle and emotionally brittle. And he takes shots. And he's never been a he's never been a catalyst. He's a finisher. So I think we look at him and go, "Oh, it's just perfect." No, it's two movie stars. It, it's you know, it, it it's really two yeah. guys that need the ball and don't really elevate others. So to me, I would let him walk. You know, and I know a lot of dudes want to play with Kevin Durant. He's a good dude. Oh, sure. So I, I, would, got I think you have to find. By the way, you have your big Drummond. Uh, you you'll find. Bench guys, Simmons will be a good fit. You get what you get out of him. You have draft picks. Go find a couple of guys. Bradley Beal, find somebody, do something. Wow. But I don't think KD and Kyrie really work. I really don't. It's well, it clear they clearly. I mean, from basketball perspective, it clearly hasn't been what everyone said it was going to be. And I also think the KD thing is there's just so many interesting levels to it. As far as set the Kyrie part aside, like, why did he take one shot in the fourth quarter Yes, on Saturday and it was a dunk with 20 seconds in? Like, why is he, why, the, what is happening here? And I, you know, I posted a stat on Twitter. That's true. It's, I guess, somewhat unfair, but it's accurate. I'm just going to say it to you get your reaction to it. Kevin Durant's career playoff record, 38 and 10. 
38 and 10 with Golden State, 57 and 49 everywhere else. So with Golden State, he wins four out of five games. Everywhere else, he wins three out of five. Like, or wins, you know, a little more than one out of two. So it is a fat because KD, here's what I do know. I think that the folks, because there are folks, a lot of folks that will argue, not only is Kevin Durant the best player in the league, but he has been the best player in the league for like five years. And people just don't want to give him the respect. Well, this series hurts that, man. It really, yeah. really hurts that. It's not the, yeah. the, the, the Nets were the co-favorites to win the conference and third favorites to win the title, not before the season, 10 days ago. 10 days ago, Vegas was like, yeah, they're right neck and neck with Milwaukee and they're behind Phoenix to win the title. They are this close to getting swept by a Boston team that is, I, it, listen, I think this Boston is very, very good. But the, the reason people liked Brooklyn in this series was, well, they'll have the best player on the court. They have not. Jason Tatum's yeah. the best player on the court. And I must, you must give me the chance to say something here because you and your social media team really screwed me a couple podcasts ago. <laughs> what did we do? And you know what you guys did because I said, because everyone was like, Jason Tatum's top five guy, top 10 guy. And I'm like, listen, he's the, you know, he's the 17th best player in the league. And yeah. you were like, all right, name the 16 guys better than him. So I named the guys, the 12 guys that were up to that point, clearly better than him. And then the guys that he was close with, like Booker and Donovan and Trey. I don't even know exactly what I named. And then you guys made a whole goddamn production out of it. You did a list, <laughs> you did a graphic, you did everything. And now it gets sent to me every time he has a big game. So let me say this. I am very choosy and very conservative with who I will call an NBA superstar. Because I think at any given time, you cannot have more than 10 of them. Jason Tatum is beating that door down right now. Yeah, Jason yeah. Tatum is like about 96 hours away. I don't know who he's kicking out a club superstar. Maybe it's uh, Dame Lillard because he's been injured. Maybe I'm not. Maybe Anthony Davis already got kicked out to let John Morant in. I'm not sure who he's kicking out. But Tatum's what Tatum is doing on both ends, this is how you become a superstar. So I, I am giving him his due respect. What he's doing to Durant defensively and what he's doing offensively, it's spectacular. The Volume. Make sure to check out the Draymond Green Show. I brought Draymond Green into the volume because one of the more entertaining voices in sports, unique perspective, understands behind the rope, also chops up with guests like Gary Payton, Zach Levine, Tracy McGrady. Make sure download the Draymond Green Show wherever you get your podcasts, only on the Volume Podcast Network. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. 
Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms.